Button. 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 No T's for me. I'm I'm British today. I'm pressing the button. <laughs> Press the button. <laughs> Press the button, mate. <laughs> oh, we record a podcast. Podcast. Po- podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Army Score. I'm Jackson. I'm Joe. I'm Molly. Hi. What up? What's up? We're doing it. We're doing podcasts. Yeah, we're here. We we found a spare a spare day, day and we're recording another episode. Absolutely. Uh, of the Army Score. How you been the last month? It's not actually been that long since Jesse's Girl been that two, long. Two, two, since two, 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 two. They've released the director's cut since then, which I have not listened to. Um, apparently the air quotes director's cut is just when Claudio did the Rick Springfield part because he hadn't signed on yet. Yes, uh, it is. I love the worse. idea that he was just going to write the song and release it without the consent of Rick Springfield. I mean, that's what the album, the plan for the album was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's mo- it's significantly worse. His, his version of that verse is so funny. Is it? Yeah, because you know how at the end of the song he's like left that monster in the eighties, but does a big, you know, eighties song like he's doing the pre-chorus yeah. yell. Claudio does it in the like his voice. Oh, God, no. Uh, his favorite voice is back. Yep, he it's loves that voice. Nobody does. He's the only one. Everybody on the band is supportive. Like, yeah, no, yeah, dude, it's good. Yeah, everybody loves it. Yeah, bad times. Yep. It is what it is. It is what it is. Thanks, Claudio. Thanks, Claudio. Well, how you been aside from that before we get into the book today? Uh, Pretty good. I don't know. Did I finish Zeta Gundam before we, no. when we did the last one? No. Yeah, I finished Zeta Gundam, and I have bought all the model kits from it. So that's where yeah. I'm at right now. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking Zeta Gundam whips. It whips so hard? It goes. Love that boy. Love that Camille. Camille's like, hello, I'm a nice boy. And then Jared's like, hello, I'm punching a child and gassing a colony. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jared's like, killed your girlfriend, bro. But you already killed my girlfriend, so this is just payback. And Camille's like, I think not. I think I'll throw you into an explosion now. (laughs) Camille's like, I feel like I killed more of your girlfriends than you killed of my girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Soroka walks by and sees like one girl like damn Jared's hot and he's like hey if you want to fuck a real man get on this get on this and by this I mean uh, a mobile suit <laughs> <laughs> I respect women I respect women I'm just gonna like longingly touch your face and I, everybody knows I'm a pervert but I don't act like it uh, he's a huge pervert I hate that man Meanwhile, Rec was like, at least he fucking touches me. You, <laughs> you arsehole. Do you see what? Do you see? If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be fascist, you fucking dickheads. Your name is Bajina and I get nothing? I get nothing. <laughs> nothing from you. 
Fuck this you. is what I've had to do to get some dick around here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wanted one thing out of this war. I was told that if I was the only woman on this ship, I would get fucked. And and unfortunately, like, Please, Rekko, was should figuratively. Be... Please, Rekko, you should just be happy to be alive on this show. <laughs> she and wasn't. Was like, no, I demand more. And if I have to become a fascist to get some bad dick, I will. And you're not going to stop me. <laughs> Gender. Gender. <laughs> I'm a real woman. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Women do be horny. Uh, if you like uh, uh, <laughs> the average score, you should watch Zeta Gundam. You should. Great show. God. Excellent show. I loved it. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. I've been doing not much, you know, sleeping badly. Yeah, it seems like it's been a rough time. I've been doing the data battles in Kingdom Hearts. I'm a, I'm a pro elite gamer. Yeah, it seems like you're an elite gamer now. I have never tried to do, like, Kingdom Hearts 2, like, critical, or any of the real difficulty modes on any of the Kingdom Hearts games, honestly. But it seems like a good time. This is, I mean, the whole reason I started replaying this wasn't just to see the amazing story again. <laughs> it was because I wanted, <laughs> what? I, wanted, I wanted to become an elite gamer and do these uh, super boss fights on critical, and um, I'm, I've got three left. And uh, oh, <laughs> God, getting fucking hard now. <laughs> I know the thing about those is that like you have to use like all the defensive magic, and I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. Actually, well, reflect is the best spell in any video game ever. So probably you should be using reflect all the time. God, it's so good. It's so satisfying. They they hit you and you hit the reflect, and then you just like hit them with an entire bar of their HP because they you like, hit the reflect buffer. <laughs> Tried to hit you. What's like, like, up, stupid? Yeah, stupid. Get fucked, Luxine. Yeah, dummy. Dummy. Zexion. No one likes Zexion? you. Zexion? What kind of name is that? Who is who the who the hell even is Vexen? Does anyone know? Not really. Nobody, honestly, no. Nobody knows. No, nobody knows. <laughs> His name's Evan spelled with two E's. Evan Come on, spelled man. With two E's. Hello, I'm Evan. That doesn't fit your character at all, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not it at all. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So the normal stuff's been going on, um, but we're here to talk about Year of the Black Rainbow chapters 8 and 9. Yes, uh, this nightmare of a book continues. And also briefly mention a song at the end. Remember when we used to rate these? Everyone has found, just found it endearing and funny that we don't anymore, so I'm glad... I'm glad that us just giving up on that whole the whole gimmick of the podcast is funny to people because we found a different gimmick, honestly, <laughs> and it's fucking garbage writing. It's the worst writing. Um, thank you, Claudio, for writing this book um, and teaching us that you only understand the emotions horny and mad. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, that's the the new the rejected Weird Al cover, uh, mad and horny. <laughs> instead of wide and nerdy uh that'd probably be a better song man wait did, did your was weird how everyone in your school when you're like 12 no it wasn't oh, okay. um it wasn't the thing i listen i everybody knows uh the saga begins obviously well that's like the best song ever made <laughs> yeah <laughs> he saw american pie he's like i can punch this up <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah, but I I never got into it. I know a lot of my friends who did, but I I never did. 
well. Anyway, I just avoided talking about this book for a bit. Sorry. Um, yeah. Chapter You're eight. on a timer. What are you doing? That's true. I've got to go eat after this. Chapter 8 is called A Wretched Design. And uh, the summary of this chapter uh, is that uh, Hohenberger has been creating Coheed and Cambria and Jesse for a while now. Time skip through the boring science bits. It's six months later. They're <laughs> the ready to be born. The prize slipped me some DNA. The prize slipped me some DNA, but I didn't even ask about it because I'm too much of a scientist to ask questions about where my fucking illegal genes came from. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Jesse's been born. Inferno has been created. He's basically a clone of... Uh, Hamburger, so he fucking sucks. He's the worst. He sucks. And then Hamburger's like, I've made him a clone of myself, and now he's such an asshole. This is this is all according to design. <laughs> this and I'm sucks. Like, what? What? <laughs> I will not uh, be doing any self-examination over this. But meanwhile, the real bulk of this chapter is Cohen Cambria in their uh, cloning back to tanks. Um, yes. And he's like. I have perf- created the perfect soldiers. They shall think of nothing but war. They will strike at the heart of Ryan. They are not real people. They are guns. Ha ha. Look at these sick blades. Meanwhile, inside the back to tank, uh, Claudio's like, damn. Uh, Claudio, Claudio, but, you know, Coheed. Coheed is like, damn. That lady in the other tank, she got big tits. Oh, I'm horny. And then Holmberg is like, I designed them without horny. <laughs> <laughs> And then, I took the horny part of the brain out. And then his, uh, this is a rookie mistake. Then the the two, like assistants that he's brought on to work with his super legal project, uh huh, that we've never been introduced to before, are like, I don't know, dude. I think they might be horny. And he's like, No, never. No, we don't know that. These are perfect weapons of war. And they're like, All right, I'm definitely not <laughs> okay. going to get killed later in this book or betray you. More, no. Most likely betray you. Check out this big knife arm I made. <laughs> Check this shit out. <laughs> it responds like a clapper. <laughs> That's true. He just show uh, Kohit's knife arm and is like, look, it'll come out at any, just when he even thinks of it. Then I'll have a knife arm. No, we didn't put anesthetic in it because it's, he's so badass. Um, and then- <laughs> Wouldn't it be sick if he bled and got hurt every time he used it? That'd be fucking dope. And then we have to like knock on Claudius stuff. Like, people, Wolverine is very famous. Like yes. he's like he's a very like Wolverine's a very famous character. <laughs> like this isn't in this isn't like new and cool. We've this all isn't special. we know this. Yeah. Oh damn! He feels when the blades come out of his arm. Damn. 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 He just heals really fast. Yeah. True. Damn. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> 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 Fucked up. I hope. I want. The my listen, we know this never happens, but I just want Koei to meet fake Magneto and just get absolutely owned. Um, we don't, we never know. That. God, Ryan suddenly turns out to have metal powers, pulls all the metal out of him, and he's like, "Ah, shit!" <laughs> now I'm bone Koei for a while. Fuck. Uh, God, <laughs> they really do bone Wolverine, don't they? They really do. Skull Greymon ass. Um, I this is, uh Magneto Defton Wolf. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, well, so um, that's the whole chapter. Uh, in 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 summary, uh, so the, the nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens. Uh, the first part of the chapter before we get to that scene though is like a page or two of pure uh like summary of what's going on in the fence, and it's extremely revealing and very funny about once again uh. 
Claudio Sanchez and Peter David's understanding of how dictatorship works. Uh huh. So the black rainbow's in the sky, and it's like, um, oh, let's have a look. Reports of respiratory infections increased tenfold. Emergency clinics were filled with wheezing children and worried adults. Cases of depression became more widespread, bordering on the epidemic. The suicide rate began to rise, and did the homicide rate. Enthusiasts described the enthusiasts historians. <laughs> enthusiasts described the era as the year of the black rainbow. Damn! So- social scientists came to the conclusion that the death was actually misdirected anger. The real target was Ryan, but people felt that he was too untouchable, too unassailable, too well protected, and too powerful. And and then it's like, so there's the anti-Ryan people who blame Ryan for everything, but there's also the people who think Ryan could save them from everything, and they're just talking past each other, and they're just zealots, and they won't they won't find the common ground in the middle. And I'm like, where's, bro, what? Where's the centrist, bro? <laughs> but then later in the thing, it's like Ryan just with a uh, like wave of his hand t- took over all the governments and like installed his own fake governments rather than being a pure dictator. He's like, he made something called the Eurocons, which are the 12 overseers of the sectors uh, because in getting rid of the majors, he's like, oh, I don't want to deal with all this bullshit. <laughs> and it was Delegation so easy. Delegation is key to any dictatorship. <laughs> it was so easy because the original governments were so bureaucratic and useless. They were so ineffectual and bad. So I'm like, wait, so is fascism good now? What's happening, dude? What's happening? I think fascism is good. I think we're all just too stuck in the weeds. Like, you have literally just watched Zeta Gundam. You know a story about how bad, ineffectual liberal governments, uh, like, you know, invite fascism. You you know what that looks like. What the yes. fuck's happening here? <laughs> he's he's taking it the other direction. Um, You know, everything's liberal. And then also, but if we did fascism, I think it might be better. So the governments are useless because of the bureaucracies, but the fascism is evil because it's, you know, Wilhelm Ryan, so he's bad. Uh, but uh, the Iraq war protest is ineffectual also because they don't understand the real problem. Like, and then the only solution is to build three soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's like- what I think is great, is that he has the idea that nobody has ever actually meaningfully opposed anyone. Right. Uh, and Everyone- he's like, well, guess I got to do it. It's all like... Oh, and then the masses didn't understand the real issue. They were just angry at Ryan for the, their like discomforts in life because they'd be on that phone. Because they'd um, be on that phone. He did. He he. Listen, he did a little genocide, but it's not his fault. Not his fault. It's not. Uh, even the people who uh, thought he was doing genocide are like, eh. You know, but. But now there's suicides and homicides. That's but it's like it doesn't say where that came from. Just like oh, because of Ryan, that happened. It's like okay, are people poorer now? Like uh, there's, there's no, no there's, there's no, no materialism. Cause. No, like, yeah, there's no there's nothing real about the way Ryan comes to power. It's kind of hilarious how disconnected from reality this entire story is. I think then, the real suggestion at the end of this thing is that if we had one good monarch, everything would be fine. I'm always saying this. I always <laughs> if we had one good king, everything would be fine. If they just if if Wilhelm Ryan was nice, then the world would be saved. Everything solved. No bureaucracy needed. He's just good and he says good things. This is True. what we call the dishonored <laughs> the dishonored <laughs> form of government. <laughs> uh, the dishonored coheed. Yes, dishonored coheed. 
Coheed came online at 18 weeks, 3 days, 18 hours, and 18 minutes after the moment he was conceived. He knew absolutely nothing. <laughs> no thoughts head empty. No thoughts head empty. And then describes his no thoughts head empty state for like a while. Like There's a whole paragraph where he's like... Uh, he wouldn't. He didn't know anything. He was a creature of pure sensation. All he knew was that he was floating. Brackets, except he didn't know what floating was in a cylinder. Except he didn't know shapes. Some place, except he didn't know places. And I'm like, yes, I get it. Keep stop doing. Yeah, we brackets. get it. He's, he doesn't get it. We know. He's <laughs> no floating. thoughts head empty. Jesus. Um, and it goes on for that for a while until he sees uh, Cambria's tits. Oh my god, bro, check this yeah. out. <laughs> Yo, I'm floating. <laughs> when I have just become aware of my existence, uh, the f- and the first thing I see is tits. Damn, is <laughs> he's just becoming that um, uh, that Kevin enthusiasm bit? <laughs> oh, I don't think I've seen it. And there's just a bit where I think I think he's honest. I, you know what? I think I saw this in a YouTube clip, and it must be a modern one because he's saying this skit about tits to Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, oh, um, I when I the the best thing is about this is when Coheed wakes up immediately. He turns to Jesse. He says, "Yo, <laughs> check her out." And uh, in my tank, I'm like, "You think I got a shot, <laughs> bro? I got a shot. Are you too much like a weird asshole." And um, but the, 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 the Jesse's complete and total disinterest in Cambria is really funny. Yes. Because it implies that um, being a copy of Hohenberger, you know, Hohenberger, not horny for Cambria. No. But it sets up a situation that I'm fairly sure doesn't happen. But is Jesse going to like, <laughs> you know, is Jesse horny for Pearl? Oh, no. Probably. Uh, well, Hohenberger does make a point to not let the, the iRobots interact with Pearl or tries to. <laughs> So maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Hard to say. I'm, I'm fairly sure that will not be explored by this book, but the Absolutely other things not. imply that that is totally what could happen. Yes. Hamburger could get cucked by his own clone. Oh, boy. Who's also going to doom the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's also going to doom the universe. It's fine. Listen, he didn't understand what he was doing. He will never understand what he was doing, and it's just how it is. Uh, the other things in this chapter to hit before we hit move on are uh, the fact that all of the like lore shows up, but in a way that's unexplained. Homburger says, "I call them my robots." Like, what does that mean? Nothing. Okay, Nothing. no, re- no reason before behind being called a robot. He just calls them that. Okay, great, good job. I heard of this guy named Asimov once, <laughs> and then I stole it. But I did. He did steal it before the Will Smith movie. Yes. So there is that, I guess. Um. Anyway, training mission. Yeah, let's go to chapter nine, where the the real shit is, because we we flash forward slightly longer. It's called the same old story, and um, in this there are two main scenes. The first is uh, Coheed and Cambria on a training mission. Um, they both like almost own each other they're having like a war game situation where they're fighting each other and yes. then they both get too well no Coheed gets too horny for Cambria to do anything yes but Cam- Cambria's like oh I'm too sensitive to do anything he's like, oh no I thought you were actually hurt so I didn't want to kill you yeah. uh, even though that's the mission Jesse is there and he's like both of you suck ass <laughs> <laughs> 
This is terrible. Awful. He, bas- he basically starts doing the Jeff Gerson Yoshi thing to them. <laughs> you suck shit. You're a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Is what, is what Jesse starts doing uh, about their performance in this mission. And then they're both like moping about it. So Coheed follows Pearl for a bit. And then they have a really, really awkward conversation. The most awkward conversation because this is when we find out that uh, Hohenberger apparently completely out of DNA goes what about my dead kid and then plugs his dead kid into the Coheed tube and made Coheed a near clone of his son because he's a fucking weirdo I did not imagine the um from the characterization there's nothing similar about these two people <laughs> no absolutely not Coheed would <laughs> never go to the Iraq war protest okay <laughs> would never go to the Iraq war protest uh his son was not like massive hulking you know strong dude uh trying to fuck everyone he sees (laughs) oh you know what he was when he was dying and he saw uh his uh, dead girlfriend's bloody face was like damn that's true never suck this dick (laughs) (laughs) that's true i guess they're both fucking weird about it (laughs) (laughs) they're both weird about horny they're both weird they both have the woman hating disease yes um and yeah, so let's, <laughs> here let's, the black rainbow was not a respiratory infection. It was it was the women hating disease infection. There's no there's a shortage of women respecting juice all <laughs> over the fence. <laughs> and Mayo's drunk all of it. And- <laughs> <laughs> Mayo has all of it. <laughs> oh god. So this this training game situation. Yeah. Yes. Um, what? What they, the hell? I don't know. Coheed's Co- hiding in a bush. He's like, she, he does. She doesn't know I'm in a bush. Ha ha ha! I'm gonna get her. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh Christ! But what if I hurt her? Oh fuck! Oh oh shit! And then she walks by him, and he's like, Oh fuck! I forgot to jump out and get her. Uh, and then he tries, and she's like, You suck at this, dude. What's going on? And then he like does his blade arm thing, and like cuts a tree down. Uh, but the tree almost hits her, and he's like, oh, I fucked that up. That's bad. And then she, like, blasts him into a tree, and his knife arm gets stuck in the tree. And he's like, well, fuck, I didn't think about this one one bit. Um, and then he falls, and he pretends that he got knifed by his own knives. Uh, and he's like, oh, God, Gabriel, I'm going to die. I got knifed. Uh, and she's like, oh, no, baby, I'm going to come get you. It's okay. And then he attacks her, and she's like, excuse me. <laughs> I was worried about you. And then, then when Jesse like shows up at the end of this, he's like, "Actually, that lying that you got hurt thing was the only smart thing either of you did. <laughs> that was the only good move, the only pro elite gamer move here in this fucking useless show because Inferno hates everyone, justifiably so. <laughs> yes, everybody around him sucks. He knows he sucks, but he's not going to talk about that. He has a conversation with Hohenberger where he's like, "All right, Lennon." Uh, except it's like, you know, Jesse doing it, so he's like, all right, Leonard. Because <laughs> uh, he's Batman. <laughs> um, he is Batman. And he's like, you've made three guys. What the fuck? This is useless. You know this is a stupid idea. And instead of saying, like, uh, I was ordered to by the gods, so fairly sure <laughs> it's going to work out, bro. The literal angel dropped out in front of me? 
and she was like, "Don't make more than three. And I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah, why would I do it? Like, she didn't say keep this secret, right? She no. <laughs> they could totally know. Like, no, this is what was divined, uh, and so this is, uh, this is what's gonna happen. That's I'm following instructions, which is like not a great defense, right? But in the if this universe is as religious as the the like book wants, like the universe invests in this belief as important. So yes. that should be an explanation that works. Instead, what he says is like, uh, well, you know, there's always, um, uh, if there were more of you, he could find out about you. And I'm like, you've got two lab assistants right there. Right there. And <laughs> they right have, there. they are already emailing Wilhelm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Like, <laughs> literally on, on their phones as you're talking to Inferno. They're in the group DM like, bro, you're not going to believe what, uh, what's happening here. So bro, funny. he actually hired this. me. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, um, Inferno, Jesse's like, yo, uh, I don't think that's why. I think it's for trust reasons. Because if, if we betray you and join Ryan, there's only three of us to take out. If you made it, if you made the whole army and we betrayed you, then, then we'd just be fucked. Yeah, the whole universe would be fucked. And I'm like, why are you, well, who's betraying who now? I thought you all hate, what's happening <laughs> I thought you why all hate you Ryan. What's going on? Why would you betray them to Ryan? What's going on here? And is it because, and like, I get the reasoning is like, oh, we'd betray you because uh you know you're shit to us you treat us like your property which he does and the book's kind of now about that but it yeah. still wants you to think like Leonard Herberg is the cool guy it's trying it's doing its best which is not the best but it is trying so i'm curious what that'll go as like uh there's a whole thing here about like how Cohe's room is just like a you know gray square with a bed because they have to live outside because they're not allowed inside because it would make Pearl sad. And they're not real people, so they don't need real people things. So yes. they're just they're just weapons. Why would they wouldn't benefit from like niceties? They exist to kill. Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, they're like we exist to kill and fuck <laughs> and fuck and fuck. Not have like actual emotions. Well, no. women do. Women get scared when women do are, be like. having emotions, and the- she's like. Coheed, if you are attracted to me, maybe you should get brainwashed or something, because I fucking hate you. <laughs> uh, and she's like, but not really, babe. I, I love you, but don't talk to me about this. I don't want to hear about it. Because remember the start of this book, we're flirting, we're just people being mean to each other? Yes. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> we have we have our flirters. The flirters have, have logged in. And they're here to just say absolute dog shit things to each other. <laughs> Uh, they hate the di- each other. They hate each other, but like, the difference between, like, Cambria's like, oh, he, he might be hurt, I must protect him with my womanly ways. Yes. Um, and Cohe's like, oh, God, I could, I could kill her. That'd be so fucking bad, I can't kill her. Oh, I can't kill Because I want to fuck her. Oh, God. Oh, but like, I am horny. Oh! I <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like... Night and day difference of like the ways the genders express empathy, right? Just like ludicrous amounts of gender happening here. There's so much gender in this book. Uh yeah. But that's that's basically it. Well, there's a part where Kohe talks to Pearl and yes. she's like, Yeah, you know, it is really weird that you look like my kid. And he's like, I didn't really have a say in that. Uh and she's like, That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. 
And then she like spills all her like issues with this uh, son that we've never really seen them interact because she just was like talk to your father and then he like went out without her knowing. Like this relationship has not been built up. We do not feel the tragedy of her losing her her son. No, but she sure as hell goes into it in a, a extremely gender way of like, uh, oh, I've got nothing but mother feelings inside me, right? Like. Yes, I, I, I have only regret about how I did not treat my son well, and I miss him. Uh, and he he went off to the Iraq War protest, and I blamed I blamed my husband, who I should not have blamed, but it was his fault. But I, I don't know. And there's a bit where Cody's like, I don't understand how you, someone could hurt you, but it makes you love them more. And she's like, that's just what love is. And I'm like, oh, I don't think that's, that's love. Not. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's a healthy relationship. No, uh, especially three people beyond one, especially in the shadow of uh, such uh, such great loss there, uh, Pearl. <laughs> yeah, bro, I don't. I think you're just kind of in denial that you hate this man for real, for real, <laughs> for, for like for real, for real. Uh, these intense emotions I have towards him, it must be love. <laughs> it must be. And then they like finish this like Im- this attempt at an emotional scene, um, where she's like, "Oh, I thought I was a good mother, but then." He died. <laughs> <laughs> he died. If I loved him more, he would have had he would have had plot armor, and he would not have died. There's, there's, because I never built up this relationship. There's no like, you know, oh, here's the things in my character that coll- collided with the things in his character. Because neither of them are developed enough to have that. It's just, oh, I'm sad, and he went to the Iraq War protest and died. But never mind that. She leaves, and then uh, the end of the chapter is Coheed uh, coming to flirt with Cambria some more. <laughs> Yeah, Cambria comes out of the shadows and goes, "Wow, you didn't fuck that up completely." And uh, idiot, he's like, "I basically just uh, replied with everything like I was Solid Snake." <laughs> <laughs> Mass just... Effect dialogue wheel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I I said, "What if you had emotions?" And she said, "I do." <laughs> yeah, fucked up. And then the the end of I have to read the actual end of this chapter because it's Please. fucking too much. Um, and they they start making fun of in, uh, Jesse's code name. They're like Inferno is so boring. His code name is Inferno. That's pretty funny. Which is like has the the rhythm of your mom's so fat uh, when she sits around the house. She really sits around the house. And I'm like, Cade, what's going on here? <laughs> what are you doing, bud? Um, he did not program humor into me. <laughs> Hilarious, she said, with the air of someone who didn't think it was, in fact, remotely funny. Good night, knowledge. Good night, beast. You think maybe you could call me sexy beast? (gasps) He's just lucky she didn't kill him on the spot. I would have killed him on the spot. She didn't answer him or even give him a backward glance as he walked away. Although, and he couldn't be sure of it, it sure looked like she was accentuating the sway of her hips as she walked. She was making her ass swing. She was making her ass swing, bro. (laughs) That's how I know I'm in. I know. I mean, when she completely ignored my awful, com- like my awful comment, uh, I know her ass is moving, and that's how I know I've gotten in. Totally yes. not super creepy here. No. no you also, didn't. not it's like saying, "Hey, do you, think, do you think you could call me sexy?" It's not a sexy thing to say. It's not. It's the least sexy thing you could say. Please, <laughs> bro, Claudia, my- please learn what self self esteem is. I, I'm begging. Please call me sexy. <laughs> oh, please? please. Please. Can I have a crumb of compliments? <laughs> please, ma'am. 
May I DM you? Can I have a crumb of being nice to me? (laughs) And she's like, no, look at my ass briefly. Check this out. (laughs) Oh, the relationship Uh, understander has logged on to this book. (laughs) This book was written by two people. These are his parents. These are his parents! He's like, oh, Bro. I realize that, uh, that Cody and Cambria were not me and my girlfriend. They are my parents. Anyway, time to write a book about how hard they fuck. Time to write a book! <laughs> uh, sucks. You know we're going to get an ass. actual sex scene at some point, right? Like, for real. Yeah, for absolutely. Real. Yeah, we're, it's going to be graphic. It's going to be graphic, detailed, and awful. Not, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Hang on. AO3 Amori Wars. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting anything here. Oh, weird. No fanfic for Amory Score? Amory Wars? No fanfic. (laughs) Amory Score uh, fanfic. (laughs) Amory Score? (laughs) Please do not write Amory Score fanfic, you fucking weirdos. That would also be very weird. Uh, Yeah, no, I don't think so. Damn. Well, we got a song to talk about very briefly. Very briefly. Um... World of Lines. Bro, 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 some slaps. Coda back. I remember listening to this album for the first time. And I was like, I do not know about this album. I don't know. Yes. I, like yeah. I, you know, I, I like Here We Are Juggernaut. Um, I like the break. They're, they're fine. The rock is fine. Fun. Perfectly fine songs. I got to this song and I was like, damn, this is like a normal Coheed song. They did it. They, they did it. They put one song. on here. It's like up tempo. It's got a big chorus. It slaps. It slaps. Leave us. Alone. It's in the trouble. Trouble. It's good. It's a good song. Yeah, no, it's just it's just a uh, like um, solid coheed banger. Like nothing exceptional. You know, on like favor house level or anything. But that's fine. No, we're past that time now. Yeah. We, listen, we're moving on. They're gonna the next album. They're gonna figure out like what it is to do coheed songs post uh, post good Apollo. Uh, and you know it's uh, it's good, but we still have to get like four more songs out of this one. Yeah, this is the best song on this album by like a, a large margin, by like a good stretch. Yeah, and I it's... remember years ago I was like, "Damn, what a line!" That song's sick, and you were like, oh, "Do know about that?" <laughs> <laughs> it's the best song on this album, I was like, it's which the best is song not album. not a title. Um. And yeah, you, you come around. You come around. I've come around a bit. Lines. It's still, I still, th- it's good, but it's not. It's below like every other good song on every other Coheed album. <laughs> yeah, it's not like suffering good. No, no, it's this is not a top tier Coheed song. It's like a solid B plus. Uh, I'm trying to find the comments uh, that Claudio Sanchez made about this song. Uh, while you're looking for that, I will say we have five more songs left on this album somehow. I thought it was four. It's five. Um, one of them is the Black Rainbow, the last track on the album, which is seven and a half fucking minutes long with like two minutes of song and five minutes of outro. Oh, God. Yeah, it is, they, that is not a good like epic outro song. 
No. Uh, and the next two songs are maybe some of the worst shit. Eh, I mean, I don't know. Things okay, but oh, we are we are almost at Pearl of the Stars, and we have to fucking talk about that piece of shit. Uh, okay, I found the cover. <laughs> Please. <clears throat> the song "World of Lines" is primarily about what the music press has become in the post millennium, seeking to create a musical <laughs> and cultural elitism and casting those not in favor aside. The film Metropolis echoes this basic concept Whoa. as it centers around the divisions of the elite who control everything and the workers who don't have any power over the destiny. Uh, I feel like a basic uh, class metaphor is the same as when I get bad reviews. <laughs> <laughs> when I get bad reviews, that's the same as uh, when the like classes are oppressed in a in an oppressive society of uh, it's the same thing workers. Yeah, I love I love that, and then he put this album out, which is their least popular album, like the worst reviewed album they've done. And his and his statement is, "Please don't review our album." And like, <laughs> I do kind of agree. My and like, I kind of agree that like the music press are bad, right? Like, but if you do it, but the 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 song isn't about how pitchforks suck. The song is set, no. "Leave us alone." I don't like the, being famous that much. Please stop talking about me. Stop uh, it. Which is fine, but a kind of corny to put in a song that in an album you want people to buy, right? Like it's just a bit of a weird. Yes. Um, just put it on YouTube or something. Which oh. isn't like the most problematic of Claudio's. I'm not roasting this too hard because you know all the women hating Jeez. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like this is. I'm going to read these lyrics. Yes. This is the hidden truth of the world between the lines. There is no understanding us. These lines have marked divisions the weaker seek to malign. With this looming precious ending, no, mo- no more room for reprimanding. Uh, it, they, they rhyme when um, Claudio says it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their words are lightly thrown in a world that's caught in a writer's rep. In a world that's caught in a writer's web. That that one. Yeah. Normally I cut out while I fuck up, but that one's staying in because that's a tongue twister. Humiliation reigns. Just leave us alone. If it's not worth the letting go, it's trouble. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa Just whoa. leave us alone. If it's not worth the letting go, it's trouble. Whoa, whoa. Um, you be on the phone. He really just wrote that. Like that quote that he did, he just wrote that. <laughs> he, he, there's no subtext. The problem with when Claudio, th- this is the reason the early lyrics were so incomprehensible because <laughs> now that he's using like normal words, it's just there's no there's no subtext. There's no subtext. He just put it on the page. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's go. Leave me uh, alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Fuck off. I don't gem. care. But then the fun part is that this is uh, a song about uh, Claudio getting mad at blogs, right? And now he has to try to justify this in a sci-fi story about uh, three yeah. assassins versus a blue man. <laughs> so I don't know how they, I know there's a chapter called World of Lions. We'll see. Uh, there's no genius annotations explaining the story. God, I wish. But um, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, not a lot going on this week because uh, Koheed's just horny. That's pretty much it. Sometimes, sometimes you just sometimes you're horny. That's true. That's true. That happens uh, <laughs> truly to everyone. Not to everyone, but to many well, people. Yeah, not yeah to most to to many to many to many people in the world have <laughs> to many people around the world have at one point been horny. And if you want to <laughs> donate for their suffering, <laughs> we're trying to raise awareness of this. Yeah. <laughs>
uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna start a charity. We're gonna start a, a donatable cause. Uh, was that drill tweet that the horny has killed more people than every volcano in the world? <laughs> <laughs> horny has killed more wives than any volcano in the world. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's it's because men be like violent but soothed by their wives, and that's the only dynamic that that's anyone's so true. ever had. Are you the are, <laughs> walks, up to, walks up to gay couple? Are you the soothing presence or are you the murderous intent? <laughs> I'm normal. <laughs> I'm normal. <laughs> I'm normal actually. Molly, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y E R. You can find me at audioentropy.com where I do many podcasts, including Eidolon, which is an actual play podcast. Uh, where we are testing a game called Eidolon that Luke and I wrote. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me at headfallsoff at twitter.com. You can find the podcast that I do with my friend M at abnormalmapping.com. There's a bunch of cool ones there. Go listen to them. If you want to support us, you can at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping, where you can listen to The Great Gundam Project uh, for one dollar a month. Uh, it's sick It's as hell. so worth it. It's so worth it. How are you enjoying that? Now, you, now you're in it. I'm having a great time. Uh, I haven't uh, got far into ZZ yet. I watched like six or seven episodes, and I haven't gone back yet just because I've been busy with other stuff, and I have to play yeah. Mass Effect 3, and I hate my life, but uh, <laughs> I'll get back there eventually. Uh, ZZ Gundam, better than Mass Effect 3. Absolutely. I've watched six episodes. There's this guy named Mashfire. He's the biggest dipshit who's ever lived. I love him. So uh, after the end of Zeta, and I was like, oh, no more Jared. Jared from the <laughs> other show. This, what does life even mean when I can't laugh at Jared? And then literally four seconds later in screen time, Mashman walks on screen. I was like, yes! <laughs> Fuck yes! Gundam delivers! He's worse than Jared. It rules! He's he sucks like, so much worse! I am getting in my mobile suit, Lady Haman. <laughs> <laughs> Sniff my rose. Lady Haman, I had this rose wax pressed so I could keep it forever. Oh, I have all these thoughts where I remember things you said to me, but none of them could possibly be true. Wait, what <laughs> thing? you're such a bitch. Oh, the Lady Hamon stuff. The Lady Hamon flashbacks where he's like, yes, Well, they're just not she real. Told me. <laughs> no, they're all real, but I cannot imagine she was like, Oh, yeah, Smashfire, you, you must help the people. And then he's like, Oh, yes, she said that to me. And she didn't say, Fuck off, idiot. Go in your mobile suit of those to the colony. To me. <laughs> The implication of this is to me is that Mash believes that she like there's like a queue of Mashimas outside that all go to different colonies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all coming in. And she's like, "Oh, new guy, you are the only one for me. Take this rose." Oh, that's good too. I just think Mashmire's so stupid that he misinterpreted her being mean to him as her being nice to him. Well, that's also true. God, yeah. I love Mashima so much. He's such an idiot. He's great. Well, you should you should uh, you should fucking watch Gundam so you can fucking watch Mashima. Gundam, dude. Goodbye, everyone. We're leaving. Bye. Podcast done. <laughs>